Good morning, survivors, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark. It's day 1160 since we came back on the air. And today we're bringing you a short letter we got from a Mrs. Jan Ananda. It's not addressed to us in particular. It seems to be one of those letters that's meant to be passed along to as many people as possible. Dr. Clark, will you do the honors? Of course. The letter reads, To whom it may concern, I am writing today to whoever may find this letter to ask you all for one thing, and one thing only, which is to keep fighting. I have spoken to a number of people over the course of the last several months, and I am noticing a troubling trend, which is that many people are settling down, forming communities, traveling alone or in small groups. All of these activities seem to be designed to do one thing and one thing only, to do everything possible to ignore the zombie issue and try to get things back to normal as quickly as possible. I understand the temptation. I, too, wish for my old life back, the life I had with my wife, our adopted children, our family dog. I'm the only one left now, and maybe it's made me a little bitter. But I believe firmly that if you think holding up in your little community or dodging from one zombie to the next as you travel across the country, you're not only wrong, but you're dead wrong. Several months ago, I got word of a gigantic horde of zombies making its way across the country from west to east. That must have been Medusa. Yes, I'm sure it was. Continue with the letter. I don't know what happened to that horde, but I know it wasn't the only one. I collect news from all over, and I can tell you that the hordes of various sizes are traversing the country all the time. They lay waste to everything in their path, and it's tempting for most people to believe that the odds of being hit by one are small enough that they shouldn't worry about it. But if you're wrong, if you come up on the short end, then you're done for. Each one is a little battle in a war we're all fighting. I've fought in several, and I expect to fight in a lot more before this is all over. Don't let your guard down. Be on the lookout. And take every opportunity you can to not only put down the enemy, but to seek out those opportunities actively. To fail to do that is to surrender. Sincerely, Mrs. Jan Ananda. That's a sobering letter. I mean, we found it to be fairly quiet around here, honestly. Yes, but her report does make sense. Zombies have a tendency to clump together, at least for a little while. Sometimes they separate, but they're all attracted to noise, and zombies all make noise, so it makes sense that they'd be attracted to each other. We learned with Medusa that if you let a critical mass build up, then it's hard to break them up again. It reminds me a bit of those reports I used to see from institutions like NASA about how there were huge meteors and asteroids whizzing around the solar system, like the kind that wiped out the dinosaurs. The odds of one hitting Earth were always said to be very low, but like Jan just said... Eventually, the odds catch up to you. Yeah. It reminds me of Hurricane Katrina. Lots of people remember how it came barreling up the Mississippi River in 2005. But what a lot of people don't remember is how another hurricane came very close to doing the exact same thing a year or two earlier. The first one was a near miss. 
the second one was a direct hit. So what do we do about it? Well, we could step up our efforts to get the zombies around here put down, like she suggests. It's just so risky, though. Seeking out zombies isn't something I care to do. I know what you mean. It's bad enough to find them by accident. Still, maybe we should all get used to the idea that we may have to be like John L. Burns. Who was that? A soldier. He fought in the War of 1812 and again in the Mexican-American War. He tried to enlist in the American Civil War on the side of the Union, but since he was 69 years old at that time, they wouldn't take him. He went home to Gettysburg, of all places, where he got involved in that famous battle as a sharpshooter, even going as far as to shoot a Confederate officer from his horse. He was injured and nearly captured, but he convinced the Confederates that he was a non-combatant and was just looking for supplies for his invalid wife. They treated his wounds, and he made it back to safety. Afterwards, he was hailed as a national hero. So, which part of that are we supposed to emulate? The part where we fight for what we know is right and refuse to back down when others tell us we can't. Survival is enough, but maybe some of us can do more. We'll have to see how it all plays out. That's heavy stuff. Um, Let's let it rest for a while and see what tomorrow brings. Speaking of which, thanks for tuning in today, listeners. We'll be back tomorrow for Mercury, a broadcast of hope. This has been Max O'Brien and Dr. Rosalind Clark. Take care of each other.